Good morning. Good morning. Uh, like Joseph said, my name is Joe. I am the next generations, which basically means I work with the kids, I work with middle school students and high school students, and then also I am the next steps pastor, where basically the idea is I help people take next steps, like baptism or small groups or dream team, and then also I do whatever Justin says. Um, I don't, I haven't cleaned any toilets yet, maybe? No. Um, no, I, but that's kind of my role here. Uh, some of you maybe weren't around when I first got introduced, but uh, just a little bit about myself. I think one of the most important things you need to know about me is I'm a dog person. So yeah, it, cat people, I love you, we can be friends, but a dog kind of, you know, encompasses my personality, like when I say I'm a dog person. Um, but I do, I, I love dogs. Uh, I'm also recently engaged, two weeks. That, that is me on one knee. Everyone thought it wouldn't happen, including myself. Uh, and she said yes, so that's good. She said yes, her name's Leah. She lives out of state, but you'll see her more in the fall uh, as we get closer to wedding stuff. And yes, fiance is still like a weird term yet, still relatively new. Uh, I'm also a mama's boy, so that's why I think Justin picked me to speak today. I am the youngest of five, and so you can just picture like my mom loves me. Um, Who wouldn't? Uh, And then also, I have been doing student ministry for over 10 years now, which is just kind of weird to think and say. I just, I love student ministry. I love the the middle school, the high school. It's like that season of life, that age group where they're they're discovering who they are. They're they're putting on different hats. They're trying new things. They're asking the tough questions. They're they're really trying to own their faith for themselves. I love walking students through a journey of like asking tough questions. Like, is this faith my own? Is there a God? What, What does this look like? How does this play out in my life? How do I... Uh, go through uh, middle school or high school and kind of tell my friends about Jesus. And specifically, I love middle school. Like that sixth to eighth grade. It's just like that. It's most of the time it's that memory we block out because it was so traumatic. Uh, So you're like, oh, I can't remember middle school. Yeah, it's probably because it was really bad for you. Um, But I love the age because that is like where they're really diving in. They're, they're, uh, they're, Pushing, people are pushing them to adults, yet they still want to be kids, and they're trying to discover themselves. Um, I just love that journey, but more specifically, why I love that age group is that you can get a middle school student to do any stupid thing you want. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I took a group to go uh, rake leaves in the fall. It's kind of like a service project where we'd go out and we'd find, you know, people who needed help raking leaves. And it was like the students and the parents were with us. And uh, one thing about middle school students, they're like squirrels. Uh, So when they get distracted, they're off course. Like they're, what? Uh, They're just all over the place. And we're raking leaves and a middle school boy, he's raking all of a sudden he like rakes up this giant fat worm, Uh, like a night crawler. It was giant, Uh, really fat, just one of those things that you would buy at the store. And he, he picks it up and he goes, hey, Joe, I eat worms. And I go, pull out my wallet, and I have a dollar. And I go, okay, eat it for a dollar. Now, his mom was standing right there. Uh, <laughs> preface that, I don't just dare kids to eat, eat random things. But uh, they, the mom was standing there, and she looked at me, okay, so I, this is my favorite part. He, he didn't, like, wash it off or anything. He takes, he's like, 
kind of rubs it and like rubs it in his jeans and it's fat. He takes it and he sticks it in his mouth and he's like, and he pulls it out. And then he tears it in half and goes, it's too big. And then he proceeds to eat it. Yes, yes. It was, and I gave him a dollar. Um, was, yep. Today, I want everyone to have an attitude like this. I want everyone to have an attitude like this. Now, I'm not going to make you eat a worm, but I do have goldfish. Um, and no, I'm not going to make you eat goldfish at all. Uh, but I'm sure there's a student out there that would for a dollar. Um, <laughs> I need a volunteer. I kind of pre-picked a volunteer. Jeremiah, come on up. Where's Justin, my helper? Jeremiah, come on over here. Come on over here. Justin's going to set some stuff up. I need you to take your shoes off and socks off. Thanks. Um, go ahead, do that. I got a gift card for you. So here's the goal. You just got to cross over the tarp. Okay? You're going to walk across the tarp blindfolded. Okay? So you're going to take off shoe socks because we're going to put goldfish on the, on the tarp. So come on over. You got the blindfold? Okay. So make sure it's on. We're going to take this hat off. Is that okay? Okay. It's okay. Hat here is fine. All right. Can you see? Because if, if he doesn't make it all the way across, you don't get the gift card. Let me see. There we go. Oh, yep. There we go. All right. So we're going to put some gold. Is, oh, they're a little squirmy, aren't they? Yeah, sorry. Uh, we're going to put the goldfish out. All right, Jeremiah, you need to listen to every word I say because I don't want any of these fish to die. Okay, it would be very embarrassing for me and you. Um, but you just got to make it across. Justin, just kind of, oh, oh, it's okay. All right. There's a lot more than I thought. Um, okay, you ready? You're going to take your left foot and go about 20 centimeters forward. Actually, no. I don't know. 20, let's do, let's do five inches forward. I meant your left. That is my left. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> go. Actually, wait. Do you want me to do my right? I yeah. Do well, no. Do your do your left. Sure. Just a little forward. Yep. Right here. Yeah. Up oh, a little further. That's good. Just be careful. <laughs> no. Go ahead. Go down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. 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 Just all you gotta do is listen to my instructions. I'll, I'll get you across the tarp. All right, left foot. Just gotta go ahead, go. It's okay. Maybe you can like push him out of the way. Like if you feel it, just kind of nudge it out of the way. You want to go the other foot? Go to the right foot. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. You're actually really close to one, so you're gonna have to go more to the right. Either foot, really. Because you're almost off the tarp. All right. I, oh. <laughs> it's okay. All right. All right. Make sure you put your heels down. No. Why? <laughs> All right. Take your right foot, swing it around. Like that way? Yes. Wait, which way am I going? That way or this you're, way? Uh, go the way that you're... It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm trying... There's goldfish all around in the tarp, Jeremiah. I don't know what the... Okay. Just step forward. 
Yes. Just put your foot down. You got to commit. Commit. It's because the water. Commit. You got, oh. All right, are we, are we good? All right, take your blindfold off. There you go. <laughs> Give it up for your hair. I... There you go, bud. Hey, thanks for being a good sport about that. Uh, it's, it's like a fun youth group game that we play. Yeah, trick the kids. It's so much fun. Uh, but today we're going to do a talk about faith. And it's a little bit different. We're going to be talking about a faith that's active and moving. We're going to be talking about uh, a faith where it's, it's more than just something that we think, but it's something that is moving in us. Um, today, I just want to start off with the definition of faith. Very simple. Faith is complete trust in someone or something. Faith is something that I believe all of us practice every single day. I know I practice it. I love Taco Bell. Yes, I'm sure there's many of you out there uh, that love Taco Bell. When I go to Taco Bell, I do not check my taco to make sure it's not poisoned or, or rotten or anything like that. I tend to just eat it. I have a lot of faith that Taco Bell is making my tacos correctly. Now, that's a silly example but when we start breaking down this idea of faith, of having trust in someone or something, I, th I believe we all uh, like do it every single day with our, our, our kids, our spouses, our friends. We even have faith in material objects that even fail, like computers or systems or cars or things that we own. The concept of faith is something we all practice, and it's not new to us. I think even being Mother's Day, it takes a lot of faith to be a mother, takes a ton of faith. We know it's good. We know it's something maybe you want. Like we, we, we know it's going to bring joy, but still scary. It's still unknown. You don't know exactly how it's going to unfold and, and going to play out. It takes a ton of faith. And I believe when it comes to our faith in God, sometimes it's like this goldfish game. And now to be honest, it would have been easier to stand still, to not trust me, it would have been easier to rip off the blindfold. It would have been easier to not play like all of you. Like, it's the easy thing to do. But when it comes to our faith, it's sometimes like walking blindfolded on a tarp full of goldfish, hoping we don't step on one, hoping that the person guiding us, that we can trust them, is going to put us in a good situation. And this is because taking a step of faith is hard. Like, oh, yeah. Taking a step of faith is hard. I think we're only really comfortable taking steps of faith when we know what the outcome is going to be. Like, for example, when I go to the gym and when I diet, like, I don't have faith I'm going to lose weight. Like, that's my hope. Like, that's what I know is going to happen. If I do this, 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 like, it's a formula. That's not faith. And a lot of times when it comes to God, that's the way that we interact with God. The way that we take a step of faith is that we want to know the outcome. We want to know the guarantee, how it's going to play out. But that's not how God works. I mean, the things that God wants us to do aren't easy. And when we really just want easy things to, to take steps of faith towards. I mean, God, God wants to, he's like, hey, listen, love your enemy. 
Yes, the person that hates you, maybe he's even trying to harm you, I want you to show love. God says, you know, put me first. Yes, even in a world where it's so easy to get caught up in everything and, and get caught up in even good things, things that aren't like sinful, like work, our, our spouses, our education, our kids, our possessions. But he goes, hey, put me first above all those things. God's like, give, me, give money, even when you don't feel like you have enough. Also, I want you to give it, you know, first fruits before you know if you have enough for the end of the month. He goes, hey, see your neighbor? See the person you go to school with? Serve them sacrificially and expect nothing in return. Like the things that God wants and asks of, of us are hard. The ways that we can take steps of faith are hard. They're not easy. But I think we get to a point in our faith where we convince ourselves it's okay not to take any more steps of faith. And we're really good at it too. And what ends up happening is that we stay the same. Maybe we talk to the same people every week, every church. We kind of go through this routine that never really changes. You know, we come to church, we sit in the same seats, we listen to a nice talk, and then we go home and maybe we don't see change that we desire in our hearts that we want to see. We don't see the, the family change that we desire in our hearts that we want to see. And I believe most of us have been caught in that routine at some point or another. If there's one thing I want you to know today, it is this. When it comes to faith, Jesus is always calling us to more, never less. Jesus is always calling us to more, never less. When we look at the Bible and we read the stories and we, and we dive into these biblical characters and we go, wow, like, look at, the, look at those, how much faith they had to, to be able to do what they did. And then we start to get challenged to go, this is the same things God's calling us to. That's the type of faith God is calling us to. One of my favorite passages that kind of helps me remind me uh, of this truth is in Proverbs. It's Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. This is the type of faith that is being asked of us. This is what God wants us to do. But so often we shy away because of fears, worry, stress in our life. And we convince ourselves that it's okay. Now, I love Scripture because Scripture has the one meaning that it's trying to get across, but the way that it can be applied is endless to our lives. So my question is, what does it look like for you? What does it look like for you to trust in the Lord with all your heart? What does it look like to lean not on your own understanding? What does it look like in all ways to submit to him? One thing that we see in common when we look at biblical characters and we, we see they took this verse literally. We look at Abraham. We see Abraham was called, go, leave the country that you know all your family said, leave them and go, and I'll make you into a great nation. He got up and went. We see Moses and his willingness to go up against Pharaoh. We see David going up against nine-foot Goliath. We see Daniel and his willingness to only eat fruits and vegetables instead of the king's food. 
We see Isaiah, Ezekiel, and other prophets that spoke out against kings and rulers and authorities and, and to give them truth. The disciples in their young age dropping everything to follow Jesus. We see people bringing the dead, sick, and dying to Jesus in faith for that they would be healed. We see Paul reaching nations outside of Israel with the hope of Jesus. This is a common theme that we see. It's such a simple one, too. That Jesus is always calling us to more. He's calling us to, to take that next step. And he's not con- he loves us where we're at in life. But he's going, hey, I got more for you. I'm not content where you are. I got more for you. And when we can learn to live in that type of faith, when we can learn to stretch ourselves, when we can learn to go through even some of the, the, the dry seasons in our life where we don't feel like we're experiencing God, but yet we can still walk in faith, man, that's when God will show up. That's when God will begin to work in our life. So I got a couple points uh, to kind of wrap up this talk. Uh, the first one is that to be able to trust the Lord and take a step of faith, we need to know him. To be able to trust the Lord and take a step, step of faith, we need to know him. I want to look at Philippians 3, 8. It says this. It's one of those ba- uh, verses that you'll find in like a bathroom or something like that. Um, it says, more than that, I count all things to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ. Now, Paul, when he was writing this, it's, it's a very like famous verse, but there's one thing I want to highlight. It's this view of surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And when we dig into that verse a little bit more, we look at the Greek word. Paul makes a very intentional, uses a very intentional word. And he uses a Greek word that doesn't mean head knowledge. He, he's kind of saying, listen, use a word that means a personal, relational experience. Now, the difference is, maybe for some of you that don't know head knowledge compared to that, head knowledge is like a one plus one equals two. It's something that we know. It's easy to memorize. It maybe even makes sense. The type of knowing that Paul is talking about here is the type of knowing like when you're a little kid and you're beginning to start riding a bike, and your mom or your dad, is it's a summer day and they're out there and they're, they bought you your first two-wheeler, two-wheelers and you don't have training wheels on. And they're there and they're, they're helping you. They're guiding you. They're holding the back seat. And you know that when you're trying to learn and you're a little kid that mom or dad is there to catch you. You know they're, they're there to keep you safe. That's the type of knowledge that Paul is talking about. You see, the more that we, we get to know Jesus, the more that we can trust him. And the more that we trust him, the better, the more we can take steps of faith. And the second thing I want to kind of point out is this. We need to look, don't wait for ways to take steps of faith. Look, don't wait for ways to take steps of faith. I think so often we get into maybe we sit back and we wait. It's not bad, it's not sin. But God has called us to more. And we wonder why we aren't experiencing Jesus. We wonder why we might not be experiencing some of the promises that he says in the Bible. And we just kind of sit back and we wait. But my encouragement to you is that we need to take an active approach 
We need to look for ways to bless others. We need to look for ways to offer forgiveness. Look for ways to love others. Look for times to get away and get in rhythm. We join a small group, even though it feels uncomfortable and weird and we don't know the people. It's not comfortable. It's not our thing. It's not our norm. But we take that step of faith. We give stuff up in our life because we know it's getting in the way of our relationship with God. See, God is calling more. But ultimately, we need to know him. We need to know that he's going to be there to catch us when we fall, when we're scared, even in times when we feel like he's not there. That's what faith is all about. And imagine if our church kind of took this rally, took Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, literally like so many other people have, and lived it out. And we were able to take those steps of faith. I guarantee you this, your life would look different, your families would be transformed, and your community would look different. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to say a simple prayer. Um, and maybe it's a time for you to ask God to help you grow your faith. So I'm just going to everyone close their eyes, bow their head. I'm just going to say a simple prayer. And if you need to say something to, to Jesus right now, go ahead and do that in the quietness of your heart. Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thank you for being there to catch us. Thank you for even the opportunity to know you. Lord, I pray that we would all take those steps of faith, those steps of faith that are, are transforming. And Lord, I pray that um, you would just speak to our hearts Speak, speak to us where we can live the Proverbs 3 intentionally, where we can live it out literally in our life. I pray for everyone in this room that needs help in their faith, that you would give it to them, that you would give them peace and just clearly speak to them. In Jesus' name, amen.